Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to the Ryback Show Live. I am the big guy, Ryback. Happy Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, everyone out there streaming live Instagram and TikTok, the big guy, Ryback22. Thank you guys uh, for joining in on the live stream. Swing on over, though, if you've got a chance to our main channel here at Ryback TV on YouTube, where you guys are the co-host of the show. The ebb and flow of the show goes where your questions goes. Super chats are greatly appreciated and pulled up on the screen. The big guy, Starbucks, Starbucks Coffee Fund and, and Shoulder Massage Therapist Fund. With that, and we're streaming live on Ryback Rules on Twitch and at Ryback on Twitter. A lot going on on that platform uh, with everything with Elon Musk and uh, hopefully all positive, great things in the, in the near future uh, and moving forward with all of that. Guys, this show, this podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Just want to listen to the audio. It is It is uploaded very shortly after the live onto the audio on all platforms. iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. If you've got a moment, guys, to go over there and leave a positive iTunes review, I say, the big guy says thank you. Thank you, thank you on that. The show is brought to you by my Feed Me More Nutrition Premium Supplement line. Guys, sweetened with stevia and monk fruit. No harmful artificial sweeteners or colors. Vegan friendly for all people. He, she, and the men and women, guys, anybody for Feed Me More Nutrition. Our 30% off Black Friday sale has begun. Guys, you could save 30% right now. The biggest sale we're probably going to do all year, the end of the year here with everything. 
30% off plus a free bottle of our Brain Feed Memory and Focus Support. If you've heard of Alpha Brain by Onnit, you're going to absolutely love our Brain Feed. A $34.99 value, yours free with any purchase on feedmemore.com and the 30% off. Discount code Black Friday 30 Black Friday 30 It's in the description. It'll be pinned in the comments after the, after the show is out as well. And uh, we are hooking you up this holiday season. So stock up. Give the gift that keeps on giving the gift of health, ladies and gentlemen. And Feed Me More Nutrition Premium Supplements. I didn't have a good close on that. And feed me more nutrition, premium supplements. Hashtag hungry. <laughs> Left out the hungry. Here we go. Super chat. Project Brainchild, thank you very much. Are your supplements safe for someone with an enlarged heart? Also, do wrestlers have practice like other sports? Big fan, by the way. Thank you. So, again, now, uh, if you have an enlarged heart, anything that you do, whether you're talking supplements, whether by Feed Me More Nutrition, another company, just every decision that you make in your life, you I cannot give you an answer. You need to go as far as uh, like our, our products are used by many and as safe as safe as supplements can be. But there are certain things like you wouldn't want to take something with an enlarged heart. I'm not a medical expert, like our wake up limited energy that may that has stimulants in it. So what I would advise if there's stuff that you like is to save those or, or screenshot those and and talk to your primary care physician and say, is there anything that in this that in, that would be detrimental to my health under my condition? And let them let them help you with that. Don't ever not me, nobody uh, other than your primary care physician or somebody who is qualified to give you uh, medical um, advice with your health, right? With that, so. You know, certain things you, I, I consider and say, oh, I think you'll be fine. I don't I don't know. I don't have an enlarged heart and I, I don't know what restrictions or things that you need to to look out for with that. So that would be my best advice. Um, also, do wrestlers have practice like other sports? Big fan, by the way. Uh, so in WWE, when previously, and I, I think the schedule is not what it was. Maybe they, I know they do live events still. But I don't, I don't think they do as many as what we were. I, my first at least two years were straight five days a week shows, not counting European tours, which were weeks at a time, where you'd have like a 22 or three-day stretch of being on the road and matches almost every single night with just a here and there, like not. So you're, you're, you might be wrestling like 19 or 20 times in, in, in 23 days or something crazy. Right, because a couple of those days were travel days. One going out there, one going back, um, and then here, like just that—that that was pretty much what I, what I remember. Um, so your practices, you're already skilled performer. You're at that, up at that point. It's just staying in shape. You're wrestling every night. You're not really practicing per se. Now that said, there's times you can uh, you get in the ring and you may, you want to go over some stuff or you might want to work on, oh, I want to try this hold. I want to see this, but you're not full blown, like doing like a practice, like you would in developmental or like a practice at, at, a, at a camp or right where it's, it's hours long and you're doing blow up drills and cause you're performing every night. So that, you know, that's where you're practicing all the time. Live events were essentially practice for TV and for pay-per-views. In the that's and that's the way that it is. Even though it's the real performance, it's more of a like if you're going to work on something, you're only going to try it on a live event and see how it goes and see if it works, and then I'll do it on TV or pay per view, right? Um, now in like something like AEW, where they they you know uh, 
most guys are wrestling once, maybe twice a week between the two shows. And then they obviously they have the dark and things, but um, guys like that, where if you're only on the road to do one show a week, uh, then that that's up to you in your spare time. If you want to get in the ring uh, and work on things, which I see some people do. I think others, it depends on what level you're at, how comfortable. And the main thing is at that point, you know, say like a Daniel Bryant or somebody who's like, or Claudio or anybody, just anybody with seniority that's been around that at that point, you, you pretty much know what you're doing, what you're not doing. It's a matter of just staying healthy and staying in shape. And in, now you may want to here and there just stay sharp, but if you're wrestling once a week, you're staying sharp. That's more than enough. And depending on, on the kind of match that you're in and whatnot, right? Um, but you, you, when you're out extended periods, that as long as you stay in shape, but you still always want to be in the ring to a degree when you when you are performing at, at that level on TV every week or is you know. So it's and the guys, some people, you know, they have schools by them that where they're able to shoot in there, and you know maybe they go in there one day a week and get a workout in before they go to TV or before a big match. If they're, you know, if Dan has, has had a few weeks off or hasn't had a match on TV in a few weeks and he's going to have a, a big match on dynamite, he'll probably shoot in and do a little, little ring work more so than he would if he was performing twice a week, right? Something like that. So um, yes and no, it depends on, on where the talent's at, at that and what they're necessarily trying to do, their skill level of, you know, and then sometimes it's like, Hey, you know, this is something I'm just going to go work on. I'm going to go learn 10 different roll-ups today. And, you know, that's not really taken physically. You're just, it, or you're just, some people might just go to a, a training seminar or training session with one of the schools, but they're not necessarily, they're just kind of there helping out, but they're keeping their mind. They're working. They might get in there and work, you know what I mean? Do something so that they're staying sharp that way. But as long as you're training and conditioning and you stay in shape, that's like the, the most important thing on that and then going out there and being able to perform. Hello, hello. Welcome to everybody to the Ryback Show. Tyler Sugar, Ryback Show regular. Thank you very much. Yo, I got a five uh, and five for you. Ryback, five versus five. Hold on. Ryback, Cena, Taker, Kane, and Goldberg versus Lesnar, Reigns, Triple H, Lashley, and Braun. Man, that would be one hell of a tag tag match. Ha-ha. <laughs> Tyler, you're the king of matchmaking, Tyler. You go you go all guns blazing. You just you go all out on the matches, Tyler. That would be that would be a that would be a monster matchup. Who's who's taking the fall in that one, Tyler? Who's go what team is going over if you're the if you're the booker and uh and who's winning and who's taking the pinfall? Curious. <laughs> uh, what are my thoughts on Kevin Owens? I've always liked Kevin Owens. Always got along with him well. Uh, worked him. That was his. He when he uh, won the Intercontinental Championship. They we had to do the title switch on that, and then we did the one rematch in L.A. And uh, my one. We worked a lot live events. We've done TV matches where I've gotten victories, like on, whether disqualified or count out or live events where you go over, which nobody, right? Um, but we, uh, the one thing I wish uh, from our matchups that, that never, this will bother me on a lot of my matchups at times was uh, for a match with the, with the title at that point, 
and I was doing long matches on live events and, and had for years. Um, I wish we we would have been given anywhere anywhere that that 18 20 25 minute range to go out there and really do um what we're both capable of doing uh and tell a good story uh especially when you're the intercontinental champion and i was doing those matches on live events all the time and then you get to the building for the pay-per-view and your match has six minutes or eight minutes and you just it doesn't um it never never sat right with me and it was it was a common theme uh from from the from my time there on do these outside of main events on that were televised. I think me and Cena might've did 35 or 40 for one of those uh, matches, uh, maybe 35 ish right around there. And uh, and live events, me and him constantly went long. Me and Rusev did some long live events. Uh, Me and I'm trying to think a lot of, a lot of guys, depending on who it was, me and Seth Rollins had a lot of main event live events where we put in, put in a lot of time. So, but it is my thing. They, they, for those pay per views and TVs, they, they sometimes it's just you're just like, well, you're going to pay me the same anyway, so whatever. You know why? If you're you're gonna you're, the pay is going to be the same. You know it, it can only help get the guy over more if we go more time. But whatever, whatever you want to do. But then people would have known exactly, you know, just how much I could do, and that wasn't what we wanted to, to get across. Pro- Project Brainchild, thank you again for another super chat. Are your supplements safe for some? Oh wait, sorry, I already read that one. Thought that was a different one. Scrolling up to make sure because they, they don't. YouTube used to tell me when I had super chats. They used to uh, pop up at the top, and they they are not showing that uh, anymore for uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. Project Project Brainchild, thank you. Who's your pick uh, on an MMA fight between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley? Man, I don't know. That's uh, both have done well. Bobby was in Bellator, which Bellator is is, is not is, is even though they have uh phenomenal fighters there they are not the the ufc right but guys have gone over from you know michael chandler has gone over there who was champion over there he's yet to win the championship of the ufc but he's arguably the most exciting fighter uh, in the organization uh, and that's just in, just because I, I, you can't qualify a fighter based off necessarily the organization you got to go case by case basis why they were doing you know, Lashley, I think, chose to go fight with Bellator uh, because they worked with him and he was allowed to do his wrestling appearances and, and that organization was a good fit for him. You know, are we talking to, I don't know if we're now, are we talking, you know, both in their primes of fighting a little more regularly? Uh, I don't know, man. I'll tell you what, though, I would, I would pay to, I would pay to watch it. I think a lot of people would. That would how funny that would be pretty you know getting WWE and if I were these guys I wouldn't want to do this at this stage it's you're already you're, it's physical acting you're playing your roles you've already proved everything you need to prove but I mean if WWE was ever able to man you imagine at WrestleMania if they were able to actually get a you like a, 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 a like the call it whatever gimmick they want to call it but with an octagon Lions Den match whatever they want to but actually do a legitimate MMA fight with Bobby. And uh, in Brock, 
that would be a, a huge attraction. I, I, I mean, I, I would personally think that would be would be pretty awesome if they were able to get that sanctioned for the on the card uh, and and do that the the correct way. Actually, I know there's always there would be people that would think that it would would be gimmicked, but just do a real go completely legit. Get a get a UFC referee, get a, a, a whoever they can in there, and in, in, in the the officials and the judges, and and uh, I think that would I don't know I, I would think it would be really cool, but again the the, the amount of money they, that that shouldn't they shouldn't have to do that for the regular contracts they should be guaranteed uh, a certain level of money, which no doubt they both would want, and uh, I don't know if WWE would be willing to do that, so with all of that when they could just have them wrestle right and and not have to pay them all that and it so yeah uh i don't man i don't know they're they're both great and uh you know brock though being the, the former ufc champ and he's fought the best of the best i don't know if bobby has fought the best of the best bobby's fought great guys so at times and different ones right but and and both done very well i think it's I think a lot of people would pay to see it at the end of the day, though. We've got another... uh, I'm looking through here. That's a good question. Uh, someone asked me, did I retire? Nope, I've not retired. Uh, there's, I think it says I have online. I've never retired, just more fake news and not real. Uh, I will not retire for multiple reasons, uh, but I believe that is a, a failure mindset. And, uh, and I, I think it's the one thing it's been hoard out in pro wrestling. I think a lot of people like to get attention and that like, hey, I'm done, I'm retired. And you know what? Some may actually have believed at the time and I, and I do believe that's the case with some, depending on, you know, and then years later, the, the circumstances change. But you often see, like, people do it and then come back and do it and come back and do it. And I was just like, I, I would be lying and being dishonest if I didn't believe that, right? And and that so that's why, no, the, I've been very transparent with my health, and we're going to beat this. We're going to come back. The truth is going to win. I'm going to be back bigger, better, stronger than ever. Like, there, there's no doubt in my mind. It's the only way I know. And if I, if it truly was over, I would, I would, I would, I would do that, but it's not. And uh, so, but it's, I see that online and I, I go, why people, I go, show me where I've said that. Are they quoting me? Cause I never have, but that's, that's the world we live in. And unfortunately people, this is where you guys, too many people see things online and read it and then just accept it as the truth. And you're not really, they're not really looking at it, you know, where things are coming from and, you know, at least you came in and asked, right? Now you know. No, it's not true. But how many people won't, you know? Super chat. Is that the one I've gotten? Oh, Tyler, it's at the bottom. Sorry. The one popped up. Tyler says, Team Ryback wins, of course. LOL. You eliminate Lesnar and Lashley and Goldberg. Take care of the... And, wait. You eliminate Lesnar and Lashley and Goldberg. Takes care of the rest. <laughs> Oh man, I like your booking, Tyler. I like your booking. I would, I would work for your promotion. <laughs> That's funny.
Knight says, I'm not that into WWE anymore, but did you quit? Why did you quit WWE or did you just get removed? No, I left. I was not. I walked out on a multi-million dollar contract and let my contract expire. They, I was very hurt. They were not listening to me on multiple things. Um, and when I was not re-signing their contract, they wanted me to sign over things that I had already trademarked and owned. And uh, it was in, the bottom line was, is I was I needed a five disc fusion and shoulder replacement that I didn't even know at the time. I just knew I was really hurt. I told the doctors time and time again. I tried telling Hunter multiple times, and uh, it just was not. Uh, I just realized I just needed to get the hell out away from there. And and I that decision when I walked out, you know, was years of being a good soldier of keeping a positive attitude and letting them stab me in the back over and over and over again. And I'd made the decision. I sat there that day at TV in St. Louis. I sat there for hours thinking, really thinking. Um, and in real, I go, it's something internally told me, just get your stuff, tell them you're leaving and go home. And it was, it was, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving for phone calls to try to negotiate. It's I'm leaving and I'm done. I'm done for good. And, and, Walked in and told him, take me off your effing TV show. I'm done. And it was, do you want to go meet with Vince? And I said, I don't want to ever talk to him ever again. I'd already talked to him. And I got my bags and I walked out and I left. A lot of BS and lies came out after that. One which I remember right away, it was Ryback got sent home. Never got sent home. I I left. I was the one that I was the one that sent myself home. But they wanted to try to control the narrative and made it look like I was like whatever it was. And that's when I just go all the lies. And then it was just been lie after lie after lie with that. But I was, um, uh, and then in that time, and I, I realized I go, they're probably going to try to stop my pay. My contract expired August 8th. I needed to get my ear and nose fixed. I'd wrestled my whole career with the nose. I couldn't breathe through that got broken in deep South wrestling that never got fixed. Okay. Being a good soldier. We didn't even have trainers down there at the time. You can see guys break their nose, they get it fixed right away. I wrestled my entire career only breathing through my mouth. Mouth. I worked very hard on my condition to make up for it and uh, so that I, I could be always be active and be there. And uh, I could not hear through my, my left ear. My eardrum got busted my first year in Deep South Wrestling by a guy on purpose. And uh, caused I'd get ear infections frequently, and my face got swollen once on the road. I missed no time, just took antibiotics and kept going. Um, and so when they tried to freeze my pay, I, I got my procedures done. So they had to put me on injury pay. Uh, and then I did not get cleared until the day that my contract uh, expired on August 8th. And if you remember, and I've talked about this, I made a video where I released them because they actually wanted to try. They were going to try to to terminate me the day before the contract expired so that it made it look like WWE fired Ryback. They could not legally do that because, again, I thought this all through. And they were not going to, they were not going to do that to me. Um, and, and I, they text me after all that and they thank you so much for everything and blah, blah, blah. And I just, whatever F off. Didn't work. And they, they it was, uh, cause I, I'm the people there. I know I'm friends with, and I, I, I enough people that had my side and knew what was going on where I was smartened up in advance on what they might try to do. And, um, but they wanted me to get cleared the day before my contract on August 8th expired. And I would have taken it. They like literally go, are you cleared? And I go, no, the appointment got canceled. It got moved to this date. (laughs) And, uh, and so they couldn't do it. So, uh, and then 
it was uh, the best decision I ever made for my health. And it, it hasn't been good, obviously, um, from a professional standpoint on my branding and them restricting my social media. Shortly after I left, they wanted everything. They wanted my social media. They they were going to, and they didn't get it. They were denied it. And that's when they then went on an all-out assault of printing out massive amounts of lies, um, saying I was a horrible person. I treated fans badly. That uh, all this stuff, fake publications, fake articles from publications that they're partners with, um, that I'm the worst person at meet and greets and uh, just all this stuff that, that, that wasn't true, that we paid a lot to get taken down. And then I realized that they weren't going to stop. And, uh, and that then when they couldn't get my social media, that they were going to silence me uh, in any way, shape or form. And because they're really big on perception as reality. So there was, if the perception was that I can't be heard, it would be then, well, people just don't care about Ryback. But I have hustled and grinded to keep myself afloat and in, in, on all the platforms. And I don't think they anticipated that. And uh, and I'm going to win. I've won everything up to this point, And I'm going to win my Ryback trademark. And I've gotten my health back. And they will either settle or they're going to get beaten publicly, which I don't think they want. And it's going to open them up to future, uh, essentially future cases of, of people challenging them once they know that their their legal verbiage is absolute bs and do, doesn't hold up in court and that's what i i'm willing to risk it all for that for everything that they did to me personally and not and i've always said you know and the ball's in their court the ball's literally in hunter's court to to right the wrongs of the past that's that it's not my job to fix their mistakes a lot of talent might be like oh i'm gonna come in i i'm, I'm so sorry what am i sorry for I'm sorry you stabbed me in the back repeatedly and lied to me and did the things that I've talked about endlessly. No, you either grow up and, and realize, and but hey, there's there's other options for me out there. And so, and, and I I have no ego in the sense, I don't give a damn if I have to go do independence for the rest of my life and go be happy and make money and, and work on my own schedule and have all these other successful revenue streams. It, it's going to be completely fine for me, but there's enough options out there. I already know where everything's going to be just fine and, um, but that's the truth in the matter. And in a lot of other stuff is there's people will, will see what they want and they'll read and they want to believe. But if you follow me, I think you, if you follow me for any uh, regular period of time, you, you'll, you'll kind of get a sense of that, that that's not the case. That's defamation of character. It 100% is. I, I agree completely. George asks, uh, what is cooler to have your own uh, action figure or be in a video game? Um, I, I mean, both are really cool. It's funny. Now I look at it and it seems like it's not even a big deal to me now. Um, it was grateful, though. Uh I, I don't know. I think the action figure thing was probably cooler. I remember when I the first I got that first Skip Sheffield and the first Ryback action figure, and I remember it was uh, I'll never forget. I was in because this was after my ankle injury. I was in, living in Tampa, Florida. I think I drove all the way to a, a Toys R Us in Brandon, Florida, and uh, I bought I bought all the Skip Sheffield action figures. <laughs> they had a whole bunch that just came in, and uh, I got them. And then WWE, I think, sent over like a six-pack of them or something. But I got them and just gave them away to family members. And so, I, you know, and I didn't do that with the video games. So that's why I think, and granted, the video games are a little more. But 
the action figures, I just think it's a little more, it's right there. Whereas in a video game, I guess, unless maybe you're on the cover of the video game. Uh, but, but I, I still, I, I think action figure, but too, you know, in, in, in long-term though, in the way video games, you know, you kind of, you know, something physical like that, even though people save them and collect them and, and preserve them, but like with the living in the digital age and, and with this technology being in video games, you, you live forever, right? Those, the, the, that's stuff that will get, be able to be seen forever online. So, uh, yeah, both are cool in their own ways. Hey, Caden, try. We only have the vanilla mocha plant protein in stock right now. They're both, though, both absolutely great. The vanilla mocha has gotten great reviews thus far. I, I personally like the vanilla mocha more. I'm a huge vanilla mocha guy, though, but the caramel cookie was great. You You will like the vanilla mocha, I promise. Unless you just absolutely hate mocha, I shouldn't promise that. But I think I think it, it's for people that like it. It's 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 fantastic, and it mixes very easy. We're gonna go ahead and uh oh, we've got a knock knock knock. About to get the old shell shock. He's out of here. I did not see. I'll talk about that. Wardlow losing the TNT championship. I did not see it, though. Thank you for the super chat. It's been a while since I came to watch a broadcast, but I'm sad that I caught the uh, coronavirus. I'm always cheering you on. Written by Jiang. Thank you very much, and I hope you are feeling better very, very quickly, buddy. I'm very sorry, and... uh Get some rest, stay hydrated, uh, and try to t- try to eat as, as much nutritious food as you possibly can. And uh, I hope within a week you are you are back up and kicking ass. Yeah. So the I did not see the match, and I'm not aware. I don't know what the finish was uh, with Wardlow losing the TNT title. I believe did, did Samoa Joe win it? Um, and, and maybe now, I don't know if that's going to lead to a program of, of Wardlow chasing the title from Samoa Joe. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. And, you know, I don't know. I, I do think, too, there is the possibility that um, – with MJF winning the, the title, right? That with Wardlow, that maybe that they're going to pull the trigger and do a, at some point a Wardlow championship run, which I think that that, that momentum was there to keep that going. But uh, him and MJF had that, have great, great chemistry together. I, I do think it's, uh, it might be a little too soon because if you want to keep the title on MJF for a little bit, or is it one of those situations where, um, Sophie, my guard dog. I think it was Amazon delivery. That you know, if you do that, because Wardlow, you know, and beat him decisively prior, right? Uh, how how do you book that? Is it too soon? But you're taking you took the TNT title off of him, and and so, but but stuff hasn't always made sense, and 
where it leaves you scratching your head, like, like where are you going to go from here? And, you know, with the Wardlow's booking, I think it's been been questionable at times, as people have seen. And uh, they just haven't they haven't pulled the trigger yet. And uh, they, at some point, you got to pull the trigger and, uh, and let them go. But we'll see what happens. Sophie, just, Sophie, come here and lie down. You're a French. You don't even know how to bite. Come on. Get in here. She acts like she's a guard dog. If somebody were to come into the house, she she would she would either come running to me or she would lick them. Like she legitimately doesn't. I've, she's never bitten. I've tried to play. She doesn't bite. And I'm like, she's just a little injured warrior Frenchie. And uh, but she 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 she'll guard her daddy all day long. Little guy just sleeps on the couch. He's leave me alone. I'm resting. Hello, hello. I was born in '81. Sophie, though, if anyone's outside and I got to go to the door, she comes running. She wants to like poke her head right out. Look, she'll come running right up front with me if I go get a package and she looks around. Like I, I tell you, I don't, I don't know. Her hair on her back is up. It's the one thing she's very. She likes to protect the house, but I already like. There's anyone comes in, she's gonna cower and, and, and either lick them or just want roll on her belly and. You know, God bless her. Super chat, Joe Blundy. Dan Smith says hi also. Thank you very much. Hi, Dan Smith. Who is your favorite opponent of all time? I don't know. The I, There were so many guys I enjoyed wrestling for different reasons. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, the I really... When I first and, and went heel and, and, and worked with Cena, you know, I worked with him for, for quite a long time. And we would do live events. We would do, we did TV stuff together, pay-per-views, multiple pay-per-views. And what tagging together and, and against each other. Um, but then we would also do the dark Raw or SmackDown table match, where it was uh, usually a condensed version of our, or live event match where maybe it could be anywhere from five to six minutes, maybe a little longer, sometimes 10. So whatever you do on TV, then you got to wait till the end of the night. And then we go do that where I'd go through a table every night, get the, get the, uh, the attitude adjustment through a table. And, uh, but those live events were, uh, really, really good. I learned a lot in that period. And, uh, it was it was always really easy working him, and I've talked about like personally and stuff and, and the things that, and but I'm 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 of a level enough where I could distinguish. Okay, that's just how he chose to go about his business. That's not how I would do business, and he has it's. But he in the ring, he he knew how to wrestle his style, and uh, and and I was able to to get some valuable stuff that when I went back to being babyface made me a better baby face. I felt like, and he'd worked, he's worked with a lot of the all-time greats, right. That I didn't get to work with because he came before me. So anytime you get to work with someone like that, you know, working with Jericho was really cool. Same, same level on that. But I, I just worked with John longer. So that's why I, I got a lot of stuff that stay that stays with you forever. And uh, you get, you get a confidence too with that. And, uh, 
because you know you're working at that level. You got to you got to be able to go, and you got to be able to you got to you got to have gas in the tank from bell to bell. And and it was too in doing with with punk, and I, I that's when I my confidence grew tremendously when I got to start working with guys who in the main event level. I think you you oftentimes don't know if you can be in the main event or not unless you wrestle the guys that are the the best of the best. And then once I realized, I go, oh wait a minute, like oh I I one hundred percent belong here. Like this is this is. A lot of stuff that you you just don't know until you know, and uh, and then and you take and if you're smart you do business however the business is orchestrated and then you take from that what you can and learn and apply it into your future self and in your future uh, angles and, and matches and uh, so I'd say those Cena ones are really fun but you know guys like me and Seth Rollins had a lot of great matches and live events and where I had a lot of fun. Um, with that, but I, I think I'd got to be. I learned a lot from from John and, and with two guys like Jericho. I wish I could have wrestled them longer. With that, they're they're so good, and uh, you just it gives you a confidence. So that's where the confidence really. If you don't, unless you've never worked them, you can't truly have that confidence until you've been at that level for a period of time. And that's what I'm really grateful for the, that instilled confidence because it doesn't go away. Project Brainchild says, uh, "Who's better, Shawn Michaels or Randy Orton?" There's no, they're both, they're both great. I'll never get into like stuff like who's better, and you know, one, I've never wrestled either of those guys in singles matches. Uh, I've I've wrestled against Randy in a triple threat, me, Roman, and Randy. That was on Raw. I think I took an RKO on that one. Uh, I'm positive I did. Um, and I've been around Sean, but I've never, never, he was already done right when, when I was there. So, and then he came back briefly and I was already gone from there. So, but I, I think they're two different style wrestlers they are both great. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with both of them just being great. Hey, Justin. Yeah, the Logan Paul match was a whatever week of that match, the Ryback show right after that, whatever week that was. So you shouldn't have too much trouble finding it by the date. So I did not see this. This is, uh, and this is another thing. So, and I, I saw that he did something and I blocked him. I don't even, didn't even watch the video. But I guess Dutch Mantel recently did a podcast uh, with WS. I think it's his show that I saw on the YouTube. Where he claimed that you were a heat magnet backstage and a terrible performer with a massive ego. Thoughts? So I've only ever talked to Dutch. He was in WWE while I was there. He'd come and we'd had, we never talked a lot outside of hello. He was always with doing other things and, um, he remember he came and sat by me in catering overseas. And this was, I don't know what year it might, it was obviously somewhere in the middle end and just a normal conversation, but he was, he was complaining about my booking and how none of it made sense and how other stuff didn't make sense. Um, and this wasn't me, this was him. Uh, 
outside and outside of that one conversation, I've never, never, he was never around me and I was never around him. I don't think we ever did anything working together. I know he was with Swagger and I don't think I had anything to do with that. I worked with Swagger, I think after that, like some live event stuff and Swagger worked with me early on. Uh, I think this is another situation where if you watch Dutch did an interview that Mark Henry was on uh, years ago where Mark went on his paid attack. And I look at this and I go, that's not true. And so I, I, I find it odd that all this stuff, because if it was true, this stuff would have came out when I was there. There would have been many issues with this. And I always say to people, I go, just look at this from a common sense approach. I've been away now for six and a half plus years. How is it that it that now that that is something that that is from that from very few people and somebody who was never around me, never worked with me, that that would have not be privy to any of that information. And I so I was like, I just blocked him. I go, that's somebody. Go ahead, say what you want to say. I swear to God, I promise you, these guys would not have that attitude if they were sitting next to me having a conversation. Because I'd be able to prove them wrong. I'd go, okay, give me examples. Give me examples. Do they give you examples? That's one of the things. Provide actual proof if you're going to make claims like that about someone. I was like, man, you weren't, you weren't nowhere in the vicinity of me in my career. You were there at, at a portion of time, but never once. And again, where where was that stuff coming out? Right back this, right back that. It wasn't the case. So I could tell you from personal experience, like when we had to put over the shield and I, who did the shield power bomb more than ever me, you know why? Cause I always volunteered with that while other guys would, would try to politic and complain and like, and I would go, no, they're pushing these guys. That, let's go make these guys. Cause we would want them to do that for us. And so it, it's funny to me that the attitude I actually genuinely truly have is that, you know, so, but it'd be easy for me to get really upset and start throwing insults out and, I just say they, they would not talk like that if I was sitting there. And because I would say, go ahead, well, Dutch, please provide, please provide proof of, of all this stuff. So it's silly. It's silly talk with all of that. But he, he's entitled to his opinion on things. But he was there. I just remember when Mark went off on one interview and and said, I turned my back on the business. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> Like, man, like, come up with something a little better than that. Like, I'm sorry I needed a five-disc fusion and shoulder replacement and I'm trying to get my, my health back. I'm sorry that I'm a horrible human being for that. But I'm sorry I've spoken up on issues for pro wrestlers to try to make pro wrestling better time and time again. I'm sorry I'm overwhelmingly positive on almost anything that I talk about as far as performers, right? When do you ever see me, like, go off and, and like, say, on bashing people on TV? Uh, go ahead. Please, outside of anything of, of something that's personal that has to deal with me based off of something like a punk or something, right? Which even then, I've been very complimentary of him time and time again on different things because I'm able to distinguish between the two. But, you know, I would just say, well, those are strong claims. If you're going to say that, can you provide some examples, um, please? And then, then, I could, then I can elaborate further you know, based off what you say off that. But if you're just going to say something, you know, I'm pretty sure the Dutch mentioned that WWE reaching out and wanting to repair the relationship in their settlement. <laughs> Does, is Dutch privy to any of that? 
it wasn't me saying, hey, I want to repair the relationship. It was them. Is that the Dutch? The Dutch go ahead and, and, and talk about that? No, because he doesn't know about anything going on. So massive ego. Jesus Christ. Okay. We're, yeah, we're done with that. But I hope that gives you some clarity on it. On that. And I, and I encourage you guys, go to his channel and ask him. Tell him to go ahead and do another video because he'll get views talking about me because people that do that get views. They get more views than their regular videos typically. Tell him to go ahead and provide all the, the, the his, his provide facts and, and examples for his talking points on all of that. And then I would be glad, glad to, to, to speak further on the matter with that. But news to me, seven years, six and a half years later, gone. And, uh, oh my God, what a, how, you know, where did that come from? But again, if you listen to the other, sorry, the wrestlers that talked about me, you know, Arn Anderson, Jericho, Moxley, the guys that actually knew me and worked with me, all complimentary. But yet the, the person like that, who's never had anything to do with me, needs to do a YouTube video to probably pay his bills and, and God bless him. So that, that's that. We, we always got along. He was always nice to me in person. He came and sat by me and would talk to me. Like I said, so I, you know, I, I don't know. Hello. Hello. Uh, Project Brainchild again. I saw a clip on YouTube that showed a giant scar on your left leg. Is that the ankle injury that you've spoken about? Yes, it is. It, it required three surgeries, and uh, they had to, the last one. They had to fillet my leg all the way open to take out a, a foot long metal rod, and uh, and then they had to do a, a repair on my myofascial tissue because it was all like Frankenstein lumpy because the, the original doctor botched everything and then put two screws through my perineal and superficial nerve right below my knee in which that's what led to my my degenerating disc in my back uh in my uh, l4 l5 i believe were the starting points and then it was l4 to one two three four five if i'm not mistaken and have been regrown with stem cells and getting those those screws out and addressing the issues in my back is now 100 percent. i still have uh some nerve damage that goes into my big toe but I mean, I can I can do pretty much anything. Uh, my strength in my leg is very good. It, it's never what it was, but it, it, it's outside of my toe not being able to go up, uh, which I don't really. If I'm in shoes or socks, it's not really an issue or anything. And when I'm walking barefoot, I've just got to. I've got. I've learned to walk a little where I I that toe doesn't get stuck, even though it has on rare occasion, and I could get tripped up here and there. But um, yeah, that's what that scar is. <clears throat> and then you know i'm going to provide one more thing for you guys on the on the dutch thing as well is and this is something i want you to really you saw my career i think a lot of times a lot of people saw the momentum that i had Right. And then and obviously it's physical acting and then the outcome's predetermined. And you know that before going out. I'm just gonna ask you that you've seen me how many times and I've won big matches. I've been I've been pushed heavily and won. I've won a lot on TV. And but I've I've if you just go back and look, you know, dating back to the shield and 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 got on, 
when did you ever hear go back and, and think where in that time it said Ryback doesn't want to do this finish. Ryback is a heat magnet. Ryback has a massive ego and refused to do this finish. I never even went and questioned anything. The only time I ever went and talked to Vince was on the Mark Henry one falling on my face. And it wasn't about changing the finish. It was just, that makes no sense. It makes, it looks like, we're, how are we going to make this work? And, and then and it didn't. And it was done to embarrass me. But that was it. I still went out and did it. You didn't, I didn't refuse to go do anything. Every time I'd always go, I put over Kalisto, the smallest guy in the company, my last two matches with no, with no, you want me to go do that? I'll go do that with a great attitude. And I, I dare you to go back and watch the footage where I'm not giving all my effort in there in any point in my career for matches that I lost. The effort was the same, win, lose, or draw, because it's physical acting and I'm a professional. And I've always taken great pride in that. And so that's where, like, I take that really, that's a very personal remark for a guy like that to make on it. And I'm doing everything in my power to just keep my cool and composure with it, you know, because I'd like to say a few other things if you're, if we're being completely honest with that. But go back and look. You would have heard, right? So. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, no spamming, guys. We're going to go ahead and do a shell shock there. Bangladesh. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Ryback, do you think The Rock versus Austin at WrestleMania 39 would be a huge success? Or has that ship sailed? Great question. There's talk of, of Stone Cold. I saw a video of him training, and it was he in his trailer. RV, I mean, uh, on the road doing little little dumbbell work. He looks great. He looks at he he is really really doing well. Um, I don't think that that's the match. To I, I think that they've done that match already. I think asking them to do a match at their age after being out uh, would not at this stage. Um, with no beef of being away and the match has been done what three times at WrestleMania already. I'm going to say that ship has sailed. Now, can they do it? Absolutely. I think the best bet is to, 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 to do it against somebody that where, you know, I'd heard somebody mentioned, you know, Cena or John Cena, Austin. And that to me, I could really get behind. Uh, I think that would be, be cool. But the only thing that, again, the problem is when you're doing this, you're taking two guys that have been out of the ring now, for extended periods of time and who have never worked together, who aren't going to do live events together and, and say, and, and who probably have busy schedules and say, we, got, we need you to put a match together, a WrestleMania worthy match. It's a difficult task. Now, can they do it? Absolutely. They're both more than capable of doing it. I think it's always best though. If you've got something, you know, I thought that the, the match with Kevin Owens last year, I got it. I understood the storyline. I did too. Like I like Kevin. It was almost to me, it was almost like in a, it was an approval and a, a passing of the torch, even though Austin went over of Austin. It made all, it made Kevin Owens more over doing the stunner, in my opinion, which I think Kevin is in a really good place career wise. 
with that and doing the stunner and, ha- and having it kind of come into his own. And now he's not just doing Stone Cold's move. It, it, and I, I've thought about that the other day and I go, I don't know why I feel it, with him. It, it kind of, it makes more sense now after everything in, in an odd, weird way. And it's weird how something like that, it can, it, but that was my perception of it. Um, you know, it, I, there's talk of maybe doing, if Rock is able to come back in Roman, that makes sense, right? Roman's active and, and, and that from a storyline perspective, uh, I do think, you know, the scene of Austin, it, it, Cena, the, the, the big star from his generation with Austin being the biggest through him and rock at that period. Right. It's like, okay, I could see the, the storyline that is the WrestleMania and Cena being in LA and Austin. I, I get that match. I, that one, I could, I could, I could see that being more realistic. Um, but even that, like, you, you would want um, – it's just not easy, man. And I think – and you're talking about guys that are in their 50s with this. And that's where I think – and even though they both look absolutely fantastic, they're both in their 50s still. And when you're away and you don't – like you're com- that's what you're coming back to. It's not like you're just coming back and then getting in the groove. It's like you're just – that's the match. So it's uh, it's a lot of pressure too. And, uh, and we saw like Rock came back previously. He got injured, right? And Because you're going at a – high level for the first time that you can't replicate that stuff the movements of being in a professional wrestling ring and it's not like they're just doing a little thing to, it's like they're going all out it's wrestlemania so you know it, you know is austin is, is he better off doing something you know like he did against ko where it's a street fight and he could and brawl and, and it's not all just in the ring i don't know i think he looks good but again and being in in-ring shape, and, and is he going to come back wearing boots and trunks and the the knee braces? And, you know, I don't know. And I, I think sometimes we as fans, we want to believe in, like, or the people we love and grew up watching and the, the, that they they are not human and they don't age. And But but father, father time wins every time. And I think Austin, that was as, home, as much of a home run as you could hit coming back after being out for 20 years. And um, I don't know. But again, it's like, well, if he has one more in him, he doesn't want to regret that either. Like, if you really, truly, genuinely think you can go out and do one more thing, whatever decision he makes, I'll I'll completely support. And, uh, you know, Flair went out and did his last match at his age. And granted, it wasn't the Ric Flair of his youth, but it still went out there, right? And Austin is in much better health than than Ric is to go do that. Yeah. so, but I think sometimes we have the expectations are so high. You got to be careful because too, like, you know, when that street fight, you, you could protect yourself so much more like from fatigue, be, but when you're just in a wrestling match and you're, if you get blown up and in, you got like, it, it'll be a lot more noticeable in a, in a classic style matchup than it would be in a street fight where you could pace yourself and take your time. You could walk around and you're on the outside. It's not as, it's just not as in your face. Um, but hey, can he do it? I absolutely think he can. And if he's training this far out, and again, and he's and that talk is kind of, then then maybe there's some some legs behind that. But I think the Austin Austin versus Rock ship has, has probably sailed. I did come up with the shell shock move. Yes. The name and and doing choosing to do that for my finish while I was out injured in Nexus. 
Thank you very much. Uh, George says you wrestled in the best uh, Survivor Series match, Team Cena versus Team Authority. I greatly appreciate that. I know a lot of people. I think our the TLC match with me, Keen, and uh, Daniel Bryan versus the Shield is another. For uh, I think that was uh, and that was so fun being in that man. That was uh, the main event, main event TLC match. What a what a what a what a fun match that was. Right back to you, shave your unibrow. It's actually not a unibrow. I I have very well trimmed, well kept eyebrows that I do about once a month and uh, once every other month. Maybe just my scrunchy face makes it look like it's one. It's not. I don't got the Santino eyebrow. Uh, what's up, Mr. Ryback? Your thoughts on Cena versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania? Super babyface versus super babyface, and perhaps Cena turns. Um, that, that's an interesting matchup. I think that that's something that could be done. I think Cody has molded himself a little bit after John in, in his presentation, and uh, and I could see how that, and he's he's referenced him at times in, in interviews. I could definitely see that as, uh, I could see that, I actually, that you saying that, I could see that being a very, very realistic possibility for Cody. That will benefit Cody greatly, and because and, and he's not if he's not in the title picture, that is, uh, I think if if you ask anybody, hey, do you have a problem working John Cena at WrestleMania? Um, I think you're going to find very few people that are that are going to have a problem with that, and especially. If it's Cena coming back to to put over Cody, um, I think it, it, it that that's a win win for everybody, and I, I could see Cena doing that at this stage where he's at and coming back. And Cena now that he's not in the, he, he, I don't. He seems to have done much better business since he's left the business, in my opinion, at times. And I understand why he did business the way that he did. When he was there and you get protective and right and I, from a professional standpoint i can understand i don't always agree but i you know it is everyone goes about their business differently but he seems to have been doing much better business since he's been gone tyler sugru team wwf versus team alliance us one of the, is one of the best ever that is yep i remember that one as well it's funny the period during all that I always say this. I think people, if you go back and look, you'll always see people complaining about every period in wrestling. And then like those same people, like 10 years later, I'm like, oh my God, that was the best. And not you doing that, Tyler, but just in general, the people that like kind of like crap on everything and, oh, this sucks. And like, it, it's it's like, but you know, it's like during my, my period, the people be like, oh, that man, you guys were all legends. That was the period. That was the, everything that was, man, I wish wrestling was like, like it was. And then I was like, man, though, you guys, that's not what you guys were saying during that period. You guys, oh, this stuff sucks. This is the worst stuff ever. <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of, that's just the, the theme. It seems like every generation that comes, it's just like you appreciate it more than when, when it's when you're gone from it, when it's further out from it. Uh, Daniel says, on a much lighter note, are you watching any of the World Cup this next month? Brother, I've never watched anything World Cup-wise. Um, I grew up playing soccer, actually, for many years and, and loved it as a kid. And then once I stopped playing, I stopped playing. But I never watched it. I just played it. 
I've never watched soccer. So to me, and I've tried, like I've seen like stuff on TV and I know like Wade Barrett, like Stu Wade and Seamus and McIntyre, those guys would like, like have games on, on the road and like, or like get up before, like go watch that and maybe work out later or not work out if there was a big game on and just watch the game. And I'm just like, I'm going to the gym. <laughs> I, uh, but I get it. That's in their country and here. I just never, have I've got football on there. I'm going to watch a little football today. I like football. I could watch, you know, I like sports, I, but I'm more like uh, I'll catch a game here and there of things. Uh, but football is probably the one thing I watch more than anything where I, I can, and I'm a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers guy living there for three years. And I've always been team Brady. Oh, I just, I'm a big fan of just Tom, the person. So. Scrolling up on some of the chats here. Hey, yeah, Daniel, I saw the Colorado uh, experienced another mass shooting overnight. I saw that somebody posted right before I came on live. I saw somebody I followed posted a, a story on IG in that I guess somebody shot up a nightclub. And there were, I think, five dead and 18 wounded. Um, extremely tragic and unfortunate. I, I think about this stuff all the time, too, just like the in the bigger cities and in you know, anywhere we go, any public setting, it's just like you never know what any one person is going through and who's going to show up where, right? And, like, that's where I'm always just like, I don't know. I've just always just kind of tried to be as aware as possible. But, like, you know, if you're out in a nightclub and you're drinking and loud music and you're not really expecting, you know, uh, somebody to just start a shooting spree. And it's a very tough situation to, you know protect yourself and I'll never understand it. You know, I, I don't understand like people that whatever you're going through and, and what people are doing, it's like, if you're not happy with life or the things that have happened and you want to, you want to, you want to leave, you know, then leave, but, but don't hurt and take other people with you. And I think if you just like, think like not only that person's life, but the, the lives that it's going to affect with family and friends, you know, it, it, it it's such a, it, that's one thing it really with people that do this, it, it's the one thing I think that that's the most disturbing and upsetting is why take out innocent lives and affect family member and friends forever when all you had to do was just do that to yourself. But I think we live in where people have extreme pain and, um, they want to cause pain uh, on their way out is the only thing I can uh, can think of to to make sense of it, which not is making sense of it, but from from what they're doing, why they why they do those horrible acts. Yeah, Nicholas says, um, hey, big guy, Elon Musk announced those that break the rules and are hateful online will be de-boosted de 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 and demonetized. Further proves you were telling the truth. This is a thing. Hashtag truth always wins. Yeah, it's always been a thing. 
And this is why this te- uh, Mark Zuckerberg has come out and admitted it, and which already I already knew it existed because I've been living it with this. And these companies, this technology isn't new. And I saw that. And that's why I actually saw that tweet by Elon and, and actually responded to it. See, I don't have a problem with the technology and that. my What I have a problem with is that being used for evil. Now, if that is what it's being used for, and here's where this is how you keep it honest, is if that is in fact a thing that that you that that we're going to do this, then you got to let the people know if you're going to restrict accounts, let them know what the tweet was that caused it, right? Let them know the time period of the restriction. Why this is important is this prevents them from just doing it to anybody, right? Which is my whole thing is which is what's gone on because they can't provide that information because I've never been restricted. I've never been, never violated the rules to, to have that cost with that. But by by doing that also, it helps the platform because what you are doing though is you are educating your users on the behavior that, that is going to cause that. And then they can make an educated decision that if they, they talk and then they in a certain way or they have certain online behavior, that there's going to be repercussions most likely based on that behavior. But what that will do is it will actually clean up the platform on it. It will police itself over time, right? People will, that will lash out and not think that they're just, that there's no repercussions are more prone to, they get a, they get an email saying we, this is what is going on with your account for 30 days. You are, you're de-boosted on that. And this is the tweet that caused it. You can then, then, and then you can go, okay, you can appeal it and say if that was something that was taken out of context, right? Because this is important because technology can only go so far with it. And that, but if not, you can say, okay, I maybe I, I shouldn't have put that out there, right? And so that is where I, and I mentioned that to him, and I hope that they implement that for good because that technology has already existed. This isn't new technology. It, it, this is what they've done to me from 2016, if not sooner with WWE on Twitter. I'm the it, more the reason the numbers we have show 2014 when I started using Twitter very actively it was WWE had that implemented on me with that to keep me under control without even knowing and then it was in 2016 when I learned about it by them wanting the social media and then the other platforms after that this exists on all platforms by the way and this is why I'm telling you it, it is and they they it, it has been a power that has they they created I, I believe it was initially created for the very what Elon said. And then these owners of these companies then started implementing it for evil in silencing, hey, uh, we're we're this left-wing political party. We pay you this many millions of dollars a year. Can you de-boost these people right here? And they're doing it. And then partners, hey, can you de-boost these people? We're partners with you. We pay you this. And they implement it. That's, That's as simple as it is. And that's why it is. And I provide these facts and the stats for people to see. But that's why I will not stop because I, I 100%, I swear to God on my life, I know this is 100% going on with me. WWE has admitted to it. So based on our stuff that we have. So it is, I will not stop until the, it is made right. But I'm hoping they get their algorithm fixed. They haven't implemented that as far as I know. And that I start seeing a significant boost uh, in my in my my regular tweets. And not everything's going to do fantastic. But there, there's certain things and then the ability to go viral once again, which that has been taken away from me for six and a half years at least. So, Thank you very much, Smokey Bacon. Uh, mixes, the crazy thing is it's obvious. 
so obvious they are suppressing your social media Ryback. It's frustrating. And I, again, I say be in my shoes and having a business and, and a family, in, in, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is really dangerous territory. That I was like, this is, I'm telling you, the, I, the, the amount that they have cost me monetarily is ridiculous. But aside from that, the perception, the brand perception, and that, they're not just doing, they're doing this to all my business accounts. They're doing it. Anytime I mention Feed Me More Nutrition, it doesn't matter what the post is. If I just put at Feed Me More Nutrition in a post that has nothing to do with my supplements, that post gets suppressed even further. 100% every single time. It, it, it's, it, it's just flat out wrong. And I do think this stuff is going to be made right at some time. And then everyone's going to see the reason I'm so vocal on this. And so people will have a lot of documentation over the years. And be like, Jesus, he told us from the start about all this. And I promise you, I swear to God, the, the, the truth is going to win. Super chat. I need a pep talk to change my bad diet. Ready, go. This is from uh, Cowboy, Cowboy, Cowboy. Brother, you guys, the, I, don't, I don't know how bad your diet is. It, man, it has to come from within, though, the, the change. And you have to understand that, that life is energy and food is energy. And the better quality of energy that you put in your system, that, that, that is going to affect every area of your life. And oftentimes, a lot of the mood problems or negative attitude, a lot of that all stems from a bad diet, bad self-esteem. So it, it, you got that's why I say you got to fix the, the core issue. The bad diet is a core core issue with that. And it's not something that necessarily could be changed overnight if you don't have a strong enough desire, but you've got to find a way to create that desire to want to change. And whether it's making sure that you work out five days a week, four or five days a week, and you start implementing healthy meals, you also got to learn to like do the work and research. Like, what am I going to eat in replace in place of the bad food that I'm currently eating? And uh, what I'll tell you is start one meal at a time and, uh, and, and just try to at least be aware and consciously have a, an honest conversation with yourself uh, to go, you know, and try to do it. And I think too, implementing fasting people like, like that, that have really bad diets, the, it's you have really bad willpower and in what that is from is from all the, the, the crap and all the food that you're eating, all the processed food, the fast food. It's like a drug. It really is. And it, you think that you cannot survive without it. And it, it releases dopamine and, and, and different things and endorphins in the body from eating this. And so it, you're looking at it like that meal is going to make me so happy. But if I eat this, I feel like I'm missing out and I, I feel empty when in reality, that the more you can start to make that switch, the more fulfilled you're actually going to feel. And those feelings are going to go away with that. So you've got a, you've got some work ahead of you, but I would look into intermittent fasting to start off and see what you could do and start getting control of your blood sugar and get letting your body get rid of some of that stuff. And the more good food that you eat and the less bad food you eat, you're going to start to shift the tide, the tide back to your side and you're going to, your willpower. I promise you, your willpower will get better. I don't crave junk and it, I do a 24 hour fast once a week. I eat four meals a day. I, I'm, I'm primarily, I'm avo vegetarian and just heavily plant-based 
and, and very little processed food outside of whatever I do my video for the week on my, my Ryback TV cheat meal. So, and even that, like today was an all vegan breakfast uh, with tomato soup and, and two breakfast sandwiches and some herb roasted potatoes. So not, not the worst thing in the world. Uh, somebody wants me to acknowledge them and say, acknowledge me, said by the head of the table, Roman Reigns. I acknowledge that you are an absolute piece of shit. That's what I acknowledge. <laughs> God, you're out of the kitchen. Go home. Get out of my house. Uh, we've got the person back that asked how many times I go to the bathroom a day. Again, I can't think of a more odd question uh, to, to come onto somebody's channel than ask them than asking them how many times they, they poop and pee in a day. But hey, whatever floats your boat, my man. Maybe next time, keep track of you and come back and, and let let the let let everybody know what you do every day. We could we could start comparing numbers. Yeah, sorry, the Instagram did stop. The Instagram only allows you to record for an hour. The feed stopped, so I, uh, but hey, what a great leeway. Come over to Ryback TV after the stream stops on, on, on IG. Super chat, Cowboy Fast Food is very addicting. So, for example, I ate like crap today. Should I do a twelve to twenty-four hour fast starting from my last meal? How much? How did? How do? Uh, how much do you implement intermittent fasting? So that is something you want to do uh, based off of your eating schedule and habits, like depending on when you work uh, and when you want to do the majority of your eating. So, cowboy, what I would tell you, I'm going to hide this off. So, it, typically, you. You start off, I think, start off with a 12-hour intermittent fast every day and do that for how many ever weeks, maybe do it for a month until uh, you're comfortable at that 12 hours and then add, try to go to 13, try to go to 14. I think ideally, and it depends how many, like for me, I went all the way up to 20 hours intermittent fasting. I had a very difficult time eating the amount of calories I needed in a four-hour window. I also did not, I was training on an empty stomach with no food and, and I did that for like a year. And, and I was able to do it and I was fine, but I feel way better eating before I work out, especially with some of how hard I work out. And my energy levels definitely did improve on that, specifically to doing hard conditioning on that. Uh, I do think, though, work your way up and try to find, and I don't know what the right amount is going to be for you, uh, but I like I do a 24-hour fast once a week now. And that is the, that was from doctors I've talked to. They said that right there is that is like the research shown that, that health benefits that really, really beneficial doing that once a week with that. Now, in, in maintaining my size and not having it affect other things and right and with that, but intermittent fasting is just something you do every day for those people that if you can't do a 24 hour fast once a week with that, or for people that have more sporadic eating that, that I think intermittent fasting is better to get yourself on track from a blood sugar standpoint work your way up from 12 to 18 to 20 hours eventually, whatever that thing is. And so and have your eating window, whether it's a four hour, six hour, eight hour, or 10 hour, whatever that is, you want to structure that to where you could eat those meals in your day 
in where, depending on where you're, if you work out, you want it, I would do it where you're eating, where you could work out with food. It, it makes it far better with that. Um, and, and, you know, so you might stop eating at six o'clock at night, whatever that time is. And, and my, my, my advice is to use the sleeping time for fasting because we're fasting in our sleep, right? So take advantage of that six to eight hours or how much ever hours you sleep and let that go towards your fast as well with that. Right. And that it really does make a difference and then go the part of your day that is makes sense for you. But I, I would watch, man, there's guys, uh, there's two people on here. I think that will be able to give you, uh, they, they have a wealth of information. Dr. Dr. Berg, Dr. Eric Berg and, and Thomas DeLauer have a lot of really good fasting videos on here. And if you start intermittent fasting, you'll be able to get You'll get so much great tips from those guys on implementing that into your diet. <clears throat> and with that, guys, we're going to go ahead. We're going to wrap up today's show. Actually, before we wrap up, we'll go ahead and uh, shell shock Josh out of here just for everybody. Everyone, Josh has been shell shocked. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys again <clears throat> for always joining. And uh, don't, don't miss out on my Feed Me More Nutrition Black Friday sale, 30% off right now. Discount code Black Friday 30 Black Friday 30 on feedmemore.com with that. And also get a free bottle of our brain feed memory and focus support. Now through the end of November, guys, the Black Friday sale has started. We are rocking and rolling. So save big on the best supplements on the planet. And after that, guys, hope you have a good Sunday. Enjoy, enjoy all the uh the games. And uh until next time, my friends, stay hungry. Feed me more. Hey Rybackers, don't forget to hit that like button, smash that subscribe, and shell shock those notifications for the best supplements on the planet with Feed Me More Nutrition and all the latest cool new Ryback merch. Visit FeedMeMore.com.